Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Go. We're going to do this podcast. You're going to have to contain your excitement, all right? I don't think I can. Uh, Mike Phillips is going to be in the same city as you from next season, but keep a lid on it. Take this cushion. Contain myself? No, contain my wife. (laughs) We should all contain our wives. Put that cushion on your lap and let's get on. Hands in, pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. Pod. You are listening to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby by three guys who love rugby but don't take it or ourselves too seriously. I'm Tim. That's JB. Hello, Tim. That's Phil. Hi, Tim. Uh, This is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, which you are probably listening to on iTunes or on Acast. And you can find us on Twitter, ranting and raving uh, through the week, at Rugby Podcast. Some reviews that have been left, and this is what I'd say, right? If you enjoy the podcast... And I just want you to, to bear in mind, we are officially the number one rugby podcast in the UK. You look at iTunes top 10 uh, of rugby, when you search the word rugby, you look at the iTunes top 10 of the last week. We are number one, we are number three, and we're number five. Wow. People, are, pe- people are listening to our old episodes as well. Um, so we are the premier rugby pod in the UK, and we're doing this in JB's basement that we call the Rugby Dungeon. We are testing the patience of our wives. We're neglecting <laughs> our families and all because we love rugby that much. So thank you for listening, and if you enjoy the podcast, just take one moment to leave a review on iTunes, like Sheltz71 has done, who left the title Foie Gras, Not Pate. (laughs) A reference to an earlier pod saying, as familiar and comforting as a Jamie Roberts three-meter gain. Literally the best thing on iTunes. Thank you very much, Sheltz. Matt, who sits on a train, said, gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling on his way back to work. Uh, That same warm, fuzzy feeling that JB gets every time he thinks about living in the same city as Mike Phillips. That's right. Um, (laughs) Exactly right. After the new sales sharks are, and we're going to have to get a bit of music for this, bringing sexy back. Yes. (laughs) We're going to have to get that for future pods. He's going to love it here he's gonna absolutely love it really. uh u-bend says better than boobs Ooh. um which is i'll tell there's a big compliment considering that matthew bastero had his out in the changing room after a game that <laughs> was photographed did you see that picture of bastero i didn't actually the only th- it was his bottom that was uh, really on show wow yeah kim kim kardashian would have been proud um <laughs> yeah. and simon collings says without doubt the miles benjamin of podcasts comfortably the best rugby podcast around. We very much appreciate you listening and thank you very much for it. Um, We're going to dive straight in then. We've got so much to talk about. Some of the summer prospects who could be going away on tour after Eddie Jones dropped a bombshell that he might have to ditch some of his players because they're not up to scratch. We're going to be talking about the the upcoming European semi-finals. We're going to be talking Pro 12. We're going to be talking Aviva Premiership. 
and the comings and goings of various players. And I've realised I've just been talking the whole time now, so let's get into it and uh, let's start with some rugby. Let's do it. Uh, which game would anyone like to discuss? Well, well, let's start the one where there was most on the line that, that was today's game, London Irish against Newcastle. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess it was more on the line there. Oh, I was going to go with, with Leicester, Leicester Northampton. Let's go there, with there was Irish. a lot on the line there. Yeah, yeah. But, let's go with London Irish. But, but I mean, nothing, yeah, nothing has been sure. decided this weekend, but pretty much it has been. London Irish are as good as relegated, I think. Not mathematically Not mathematically, certain, but... but they just need to beat Saracens, Northampton, and uh, <laughs> they got two, two games in the, in the last three. Two games <laughs> left, and they're seven points adrift. I think. I think we should point out there was a lot of tension on display, but not a lot of skill. It was a very poor game, as was Gloucester Exeter. Really, in fact, quite a lot of the games in the Aviva Premiership. For all the stick JB you like to give the Pro Twelve, the Aviva Premiership served up some pretty poor rugby on the tele- in terms of the televised games not the ones I watched I'm going to say I really enjoyed the Leicester game I thought it was very very exciting it was uh, exciting but there was it wasn't the best rugby there were some patches where it was very good uh, mm. the Thacker try for example and some of the play but Leicester g- gave away a huge number of penalties and, they did and they did also yeah but they're mostly at the mistakes. scrum to be fair, I mean, uh, we'll come back. We'll, we'll come to Dan Cole later, uh, and also <laughs> I, the Saracens game. I thought was really good, it's really good, again, good. Not the not the highest standard. Mm. Like, you compare that to uh, the the Wasps Worcester game, which we'll come on to later, and it was. It felt like a, a much closer, much tighter game. Again, driven by the fact that Harlequins didn't seem to want to play rugby. They seemed to want to kick everything and use their set piece, which was. Uh, they seemed to. Have, get on top of that battle but it was mm. rather unusual for Quinns to take Saracens on up front yeah well th- having said that you've got to remember that um, Quinns are one of the f- few teams that know how to beat a full strength Saracens team and have done so before uh, the only one this year they've lost since haven't they they've lost a few times since yeah. but, but, but yeah. not, not, not full, full strength. strength yes yes agreed so I would say because because they've, they, they've got the know-how I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt okay Okay. In terms of the quality of rugby, London Irish played fantastic rugby within 95 metres of the field. <laughs> Do you know what? The I, final I five like... metres, they can't, uh, they can't play rugby. The t- there, was, there was one two-on-one, the Tikratuma, uh, which wasn't even a two-on-one really, it was a one-on-one, that it was him versus Delaney five yards out, yeah. and he should have gone for the corner. I can't believe he... Through that speculative pass, when you're an international caliber winger, I know, and I Tikrituma. just Tikrituma. I'm pretty sure we've established Tikrituma is not an international caliber. <laughs> well, winger. I, I think that the, maybe he is an international winger. That maybe yes, in, okay. maybe that indicates an element that that there isn't enough people. I saw maybe one or two players taking responsibility, but not enough London Irish players taking responsibility, grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck. Uh, David Pace, one notable exception, but I look at. Blair Cowan has been absolutely outstanding in previous seasons. What has happened to him? I I don't know, I, but on his form, he couldn't he couldn't turn over a pancake. He was wow awful in the in the tight, and his carrying was he was getting smashed backwards by everyone, knocking on all over the place. Yeah, and it was him that dropped the the, the pass away at Worcester. Yeah, I, 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 he he was one of the bright spots for London Irish the last couple of years, and he's yeah. just he's, yeah. he's, he's well, got, I mean, when when guys like that go really that far off the boil. Then yeah, just, and also I think maybe it's a case of players pushing themselves a little bit too hard. I mean, with Cowan. Um, I think it's almost a case of 
he's trying too many things. Uh, you know, it's, oh. if, if you're around a breakdown and think, oh God, you know, I've got to get my hands on that ball, I've got to make the steal, and you just push the line a little bit too far, you can go from no. a very good player. I, th- to I a very think he bad wasn't. Player. He wasn't giving away penalties. He was just weak in the contact, weak, mm-hmm. weak defensively, weak carrying the ball, weak at the breakdown. Well, His work it. rate wasn't great. Now, Matthew Bailey, I think maybe it was a bit harsh, but he tweeted us to at Rugby Podcast and said, Blair Cowan will struggle to find a premiership team next year if that's what he wants to do. And he has said he won't stick around with them. I imagine yeah. he'll go to a Scottish yeah, um, it makes sense. Scottish yeah. side. Anyway, uh, he said he'll struggle to find a premiership team next year. He has the work rate of a retired darts player. <laughs> 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 the, the, the opinion of Matthew Bailey, not uh, <laughs> not us necessarily. Wow. Yeah, uh, but when when guys like that who should be leading the line, yeah. when they're not performing, I, I do think the majority of the, that London Irish backline played pretty well. Mm. Um, I, I thought F- Femby and Lewington look good. Maitland always works hard. Or, well, always looks good. Example. Always looks good. I think Maitland's a great example of what's going wrong, which is he just makes the wrong options. He's so talented. Yeah. Well, he's actually been like the the creator. Of of the and and then, I uh, guarantee five yards out. Just hold the ball. Don't try and give a miracle pass. Yeah. And oh, just I, I felt really sorry for London Irish fans. They've never ever been relegated. More than likely, they will be. I don't think they will. And I think as as I think, as, as, bottom, I I think usually, and I can quite understand that this is the case. And I'm not defending Tom Coventry, but usually the coach or director of rugby or whatever carries the the responsibility and they probably want that on their shoulders and all the rest of it that's that comes with the job however hold one of those two two on ones against Worcester hold what hold one of those passes against Newcastle and yeah. you, and you're safe and you can't really blame a coach for those no. errors well, well can you I don't know yeah, I think finishing those that should be bread and butter that finishing those two on ones I I'd, no idea how much they do in training, but do, however much they're doing, it doesn't look like enough because there's three prime examples there where they've simply not finished it. Uh, but that, that that says to me a men- there's a mental element going on. It's not that they don't have the skills to do it. I completely agree the with that. Conf- I think it that. is a confidence thing given the the results. Mm. So yeah, London Irish go into Mosley and Ealing Trailfinders and Jersey next year. They yeah, Richmond staying up. I think Richmond have just uh, been promoted into the Championship now. Wow, nice! Back into the Championship. That'll be, that'll be a good. Uh, that'll be a good derby match. Yeah. yeah. Leicester, however, well they, they won that fierce East, are, East Midlands rivalry. They are going to be a handful for whoever has them in the in in the playoffs. So it's, look, it's looking likely that they'll finish fourth, so they would travel two Saracens. I, I don't care who gets them. I think they're going to be real difficult teams to play against. Mm. Oh, they the, are... the firepower in that back line. I mean, why? Answer me this. What value does an academy possibly offer when you can just get reserve super rugby players, <laughs> throw them into the back line, and just watch, and just watch them flourish into well, the, something incredible? The, the, what the academy serves is, it, you know, Alex Lewington playing for London Irish. They're really happy for the Leicester <laughs> Academy. <laughs> uh, Harry, yeah. Harry Thacker is what uh, uh, yeah. Leicester Academy can produce, and Ben Youngs. and Yeah, I say it facetiously, uh, of course. But the Leicester Scouting Department, I give all the credit in the world to Saracen Scouting Department because they get lads who... Who weren't renowned when they first arrived, and they turned them into into world beaters. Petrus Duplassie, Chris Wiles, Chris Wiles, yeah, uh, Duncan Taylor. Uh, when did Duncan Taylor become a world class centre? Jacques Burger, Jacques Burger. Yep. You know, yeah, there's yeah. all these people. All of in. them. Now, I I was very critical at the start of the season of some of their signings, but uh, Toulouse Toulouse Viana, uh, Beatham's been quality. That back row, a back row of nobodies. Yeah, uh, McCaffrey, Fitzgerald, uh, Williams. 
their pack can, if their pack can do enough to give that back line a platform because Freddie Burns is playing really well the centre combination of Tuolagi and Beetham is arguably the form centre partnership in the Premiership and then Toulouse, Vianu and Goniver on the wings yeah fair enough like the firepower there is incredible yeah Tate's coming back back into uh, form yeah. Goniver's going to be going from Leicester to Newcastle but it did strike me when I was watching Newcastle today George McGuigan what is the point of him going from Newcastle to be third choice at Leicester? Because he's yeah. he's going to be behind Tom Youngs and he's going to be behind Harry Thacker. Well, when he signed, I don't think Harry he Thacker hadn't played uh, as much as he had now has done. Yeah, um, but you, you're quite right. I I think you're wrong actually. I think the first choice is going to be Tom Youngs because of his size. Um, and I think it's very hard for them to go from Tong Youngs to Harry Thacker because they're fundamentally different players. And Harry Thacker, you've got to pick in a certain situation. Yeah, it's like having job. Jamie George and Shark Brits. No, it's not. It, actually. Well, it's, like, it's like Bricks yeah. and Thacker. No, like he is the he is no. the, he is the closest we've got to Shout Bricks. Y- yes, and no. Since Shout Bricks, Shout Bricks is a professional size athlete, whereas Harry Thacker is is what? As, uh, he's, he's he's got bigger, and he's about he's probably bigger than Bricks. I would say no, no. Thacker is the same size as Phil. It's they, 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 height and they weight. actually share the same statistics. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know, but that might be like last year. That might, you know, possibly Andy, they, he, 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 he could have had the same number of what, height and weight measurements as Andy Good had when he was at Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might have got Phil stacked, but he's basically Phil's he's height ripped. and weight. He's absolutely so ripped. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, my point being is that I think that. Uh, the new guy coming in will get more game time because if he's if he's a, a bigger lad, he, he can interchange with Youngs when he invariably has his terrible games. Um, and <laughs> he, then you know Youngs and I mean you'll still play Thacker when you think Thacker can add. So I don't think it's uh, well. It has been mentioned that they might consider using ha- Thacker seven. A, a open side yeah. in the same way that Harlequins have used Dave Ward. That has been put forward, so that is possibly an option. Well, Sale are doing that with. Uh, the guy will Cameron probably play Neild. hooker. Callum Neal will probably play hooker next year. He's been playing six for them. Um, just, I think it's a good little uh, jump we can do because Harry Thacker showed unbelievable gas and footwork. The footwork to yeah. get into the space, the footwork, the fend, the gas, yeah, and, actually, and the, the coolness of the finish to dummy and go. Oh, yeah. I know. Which, if London Irish, if you're watching, that's how you finish a two-on-one. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, uh, so, he did use the, the quite cleverly. Though. It was like uh, almost like a, a blocker, and I quite like that. Oh, but the little, it's quite cunning, isn't the it? The little. Yeah. Jinky step. It was. It was. Uh, it was class. Don't take anything away. It was, it was awesome. real athleticism in every in every in every sense. The the footwork, the strength to. Ha- what to was fend. he described as? A little dumper truck. Little yeah, dump, little, little dumper, dumper truck. truck yeah. Little dumper truck. Harry Thacker. Uh, nice one, Nick Mullinsism. Um, so we've got Harry Thacker there, and on the other side of the planet, Liam Gill was just casually knocking over a drop goal. Just re- for the Reds. Just be- Just so casual the way he did it. I missed yeah. this actually. I have, yeah. I have no idea what happened. And cool as a cucumber, just struts back like nothing yeah, happened. Like nothing happened. Oh yeah, another one. Like when uh, oh, what's the most famous drop goal? Matt Dunning knocks Matt Dunning. over. Oh, <laughs> yes, not quite like that. Oh, no. He was panicking because uh, he <laughs> his team needed seven points in those two minutes on the clock. So Flat. so. For, let's let's come up with a backline of forwards inspired by the the drop kick the drop kicking skills of Liam Gill, Harry Thacker's footwork and gas. A backline of uh, a for, sorry yeah backline of forwards. So do you want to put those two at nine and ten? Because Thacker he picked up from the base of the scrum. It was, it was like a Danny Care style. It was like I was finish. I've got Harry Thacker as my nine, and then Liam Gill at ten. Well, no, but I've no because I've actually gone ten. I want. Like a Rolls Royce of a player, so oh, someone okay. who can kick, pass, offload, threaten the line, just absolute utter if, class. If you're going to go with distribution Sergio, skills, Sergio Prezi, no. Juan Martin Fernandez Lobe. Yes. Oh, nice, well very nice. Because his his distribution skills 
I just he could he could throw a miss four or a little take it up to the line and offload to his inside centre. Well, I, I like a, a, a guy to set the target, set the platform for the forwards, get around. So my twelve is Avion Lewis Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> um, centres. Uh, well, I've gone for someone who has actually played an international game. Oh, you're oh, saying hoops? He's not played a full game. He, he covered against but, the Lions. Uh, was it Lions or was, was it England, England? England at Twickenham? I thought it was England. Oh, no, yeah, it was Lions, Twickenham. Definitely. Oh, oh, he, he might have done both, but he might. I think he might have done it more than once actually. I but he definitely it, played at Twickenham at twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm going for hoops at twelve mm, with. Nice. Uh, Kieran Reid at 13 Nice That's Perfect. nice Because he uses that he, he so frequently pops up In that 13 what channel What are an order kick Because he's a very nice operator In the 13 Yeah he is. And, and I did put Sergio down As my 12 But I think Sergio And Kieran Reid Is sort of you got two of the same thing Route 1 Yeah Oh but they're so good Both of them yeah. I, I had um, Parise And Jack Clifford Is my 13 Because he's got real yeah. pace And I can imagine him Gassing on the outside uh, Okay so Wings but. Gaskell Interesting, yeah. Rapid, yeah. Uh, and also, everyone, everyone loves a big winger, right? Uh, which is why, yes. I, which is why I, I put PSB down. Because even though, well, it, yeah, it's I, so all he has to do is catch. So I was excluding. Well, we but it's been a problem throughout his career. <laughs> so I actually excluded PSB because he has actually started games for the Bulls on the wing. Oh really? Yes. Oh, oh, he's fair enough. Yeah, legitimately, he he's so, his career. No, fair enough. So I've excluded PSB, yeah. Radiki Samo, Sam Burgess. Uh, <laughs> Epitaioni and oh, yeah. Mauro Bergamasco <laughs> because they have all started they have all started games in both the backs I'm and the forwards I'm down as a nine just for <laughs> my, my joke nine um, I put Don Armand as a potential winger because all... of that game at Exeter <laughs> where he showed unbelievable gas who did he catch up again? Uh, Topsy Ojo he caught Topsy Ojo so... with another five yards he would have stopped Topsy Ojo from scoring is there room anywhere for the Argentine hooker? Creevy Creevy I mean, he, they call him Sonny Bill Creevy because <laughs> of his offloading <laughs> game there's got to be some role for him right <laughs> uh, the other winger I didn't really know have one I, I just put like Tom Croft or Ryan Kankowski or Gaskell is he Ulsterbein Kankowski he was at one stage they got it wrong so it wasn't Kankowski it was Marcel Koitsi Kurt, oh, they just Kurtzi, got it wrong. who was oh, just nine months out ACL ruptured, yeah ruptures cruise shirt yeah. so go last, back and get last week uh, yes please yeah. <laughs> that would be nice that would be nice uh, full back I bet we've gone for the same one well, I know yeah. who I've gone for I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not messing about it. it's tried and tested yeah uh, Scott Britt Scott, Scott Britt yeah. exactly now the only other one I'd like to see in there and he could go on the wing he could possibly go in, sec- in the centre is Justin Tipperick oh, because he yeah. does play he frequently plays in the centre his hands are very very good mm. and Gatland, he's got a good turn of pace Gatland did a very Gatlandy thing when he said you know to, it said asked to comment on uh, Tipperick he said yeah he does well in those wire channels and like it kind of <laughs> the backhanded compliment yeah this. like you, your cards marked son not doing the uh the grunt work up front exactly uh, so you can you can tell us if we missed anyone or what your lineup of back, uh, forwards in a back line would be at rugby podcast tweet us and we could mention you next time and maybe oh, maybe uh, we could do a backs in the forward backs in the pack oh, in, like in a couple of weeks time that'd be interesting now uh, we should mention because we did a bird 15 last week inspired by uh, Ulster's Brett, signing Brett Heron Brett Heron mm-hmm. and we were saying oh we've got a gap at, at back row uh, really got a gap at back row to help us out and we asked for tweet and so many people went and I can't believe it when I saw the first <laughs> tweet come in so many people went how did you possibly miss a back row player with, with, a, with a bird like name Richie McCaw I know so many people tweeted yeah. that one and Michael Hooper 
Hooper's Hooper. Oh, yeah. Hooper. McCall we should have got, yeah. Yeah. really. Um, I tell you, let's hop uh, across to Pro 12 briefly. We'll come back to in return, chat, chat more premiership and stuff. But we, we had quite a lot of contact this last week. Darrow Ruddy being one of them said, uh, Connett's first double ever over Munster comes with a bonus point. Two points between the top three in Pro 12. Is that competitive enough for you? That was a question for you, JB. Uh, I don't really know. Okay, so I wasn't always trying to say just because they haven't separate because there's not a runaway leader they should be showered with praise well you're not going to be um, not from JB <laughs> like, let's, let's just be clear JB because we, we have quite a lot of uh, we have a lot of Pro 12 listeners you look at where people listen so I just want you for the record I want it to state Phil and I uh, well Phil supports Ulster and uh, and I very very respectful of the Pro 12. And I enjoy it. I enjoy right, okay, it. Yeah, and I'm, JB much less so, and that's fine. Yeah, and I'm anyway, very honest about the Pro 12. Now I will say this. I mean, I am I'm truly inspired actually by the by the Connacht performance this season. So the point that I'm on the verge of buying a a, a Connacht top, uh, I'm, I'm hugely hugely impressed. I don't want to take anything anything away from, him, but I feel that I might now. But it kind of almost shows me that the Pro 12, you know, the other teams aren't taking it that seriously, or if they are, like, you know, Munster didn't play, well, they lost a ton of internationals, which would probably account for why they're so so low, uh, so low down in, in the league. Same with Leinster. The Welsh teams are a bit of a joke, except for the two, except for the couple of games what's, they play each other. What's different there with the Aviva Premiership? Well, I suppose... It's just other than there's only th- uh, four teams or three teams or two teams and... well. You've and, also and got there's, the and there's case of the. You've also got the case of the Italian teams too. However, on the whole, it is getting better year on year. Attendances are going up year on year. The, the standard of the squads are going up year on year. Uh, I don't like, however, the way that the uh, the Irish Union have allowed players to leave Connacht and go and go and go and gone to other provinces. I think that's a complete and utter joke. Yeah, players have to be able to. Uh, Decide their own future as well, just mm. but yeah, but no. yeah. Well, you look at someone like McGuigan from, from Newcastle going to Leicester, mm-hmm. it's happened with Kieran Brooks, it happens with other players, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, does, but it does, it does, contracted, yeah, in, I suppose in, that, in England, you know, I suppose that is different. And the Irish have been very good in the past at making sure they distribute the talent nice and evenly, uh, and now they've got this. this Where would you rather live? Where I, uh, I mean, be- beautiful on the west coast, absolutely so stunning. But he, you West know, Coast of France. If you South were, France. if you were a young, young athlete, <laughs> yeah. no, no, I, I take, I take that point completely. Uh, to be fair, uh, I would just say that if you've got this fourth province now, and they're doing extremely well, why take yeah. the soul out of them? Yeah, I, I that, that, that is a that is a bit of an issue, and that's why I say Connacht are the only true team. In, but um, but in, in terms of rugby, what a fantastic win for them! And it's so, oh, the, the, the heart and the spirit in the performance they show. The the defence for long periods, particularly in that second half where Munster were banging on the door, and then to break out and the uh, Dylan break which set up. I can't remember who scored that try, uh, but some of the other tries, the Nigerian winger, he got a couple of tries. He was class. Every, everyone on that team played with so much heart. They're Bund- cool, aren't they? they just kind of- Bundiaki. Bundiaki yeah. was sensational. <laughs> they're like a bunch, so good. They're like a bunch of mercenaries, but in a good way. Like, they've all. I band the brothers come together. Yeah. yeah. Kind of a barbarian style and- atmosphere, except they've actually been able to train together. Um, play together and they've developed a real unity. I, th- I think they're brilliant. I think and they're absolutely brilliant. SOB2, Sean O'Brien Mark 2. Yeah. 
the, the back we've got a black back row coach oh, right. called Sean <laughs> O'Brien, well, got... um, who looks awesome as well. A young young Irish lad. Well, next year they're going to be missing or um, are you unless he's already gone uh, Henshaw and of course McGinty. McGinty, yeah, and that's just the start of it. God knows um, who else will go. Uh, is Delan going? He's a pro- he, he, he looks, looks such a prospect. I, I I will put it down on record. About about eight weeks ago, I said he's an out. He's a, he's my he's my bolter, real outside shout for a lion's berth next year. Hmm. Ooh. Interesting. Which is like I don't. It's a bolter. It's, it's yeah, a real outside stretch, stretch for a, a lion's, but he's he's playing very very well at the moment. Um. So there's that game. Yeah. I take it neither of you saw the Ulster game. No, <laughs> I didn't see the Ulster game. Did Did, did you win? Tremendous performance. The, re- the return of the return of a hero. No, um, who did it? Edinburgh uh, lost narrowly to Leinster. Hmm. Um, the return of a hero for Ulster uh, in Tommy Bow, who oh, nice. on his return from injury scored two tries. Uh, Jared- that that would be the equivalent for you, isn't it? Like like JB's got Mike Phillips coming to Manchester. If you heard Tommy Bow had signed for Sale <laughs> Sharks, that that would be like that for you, wouldn't it? Be very exciting for me. Oh, what, 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 women, watch out! <laughs> My word! Lock up your daughters, wives, girlfriends, <laughs> yes. mothers, grandmothers, anyone. He likes a challenge, I'm sure. <laughs> so yeah, it's good, good performance, Ulster. Forty-seven, uh, seventeen win away to Zebra. Wow, a worthwhile trip. I'd love to do that one year. Yeah, to maybe. go and watch that. Should we talk about the Leinster Edinburgh game specifically? The incident. Oh, McFadden. In fact, let's should we go through all the controversies now. Right, okay. Yes, so there was one very contentious moment in the Edinburgh-Leinster game. A tackle by McFadden. Fergus McFadden. Yeah. And I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about that, but I think we should broaden it and make it, you know, not just about an individual point, but try and broaden it. Uh, because there was a, there was a couple of other decisions across the weekend that I think link in with this. Okay, the Tuolagi and the Noel. Manu Tuolagi, right, getting penalised um, for playing rugby, and Jack Noel getting a yellow card. Okay, for playing rugby. Yes, so now, I've, I've, I've pretty much stuck so you, my colours to the mast on where I stand on them. Well, it's interesting because I think all three decisions were incorrect, all three of them, and I think it was, they were all correct for the same reason, but. Well, the, the broad, very broad, same so, reason. Let's go with the least egregious, which is too too long-y. Too long-y. Yes. If it was a penalty, looking at it, it could be a penalty, it might not be a penalty. He came off his feet, does he need to put him down safely? Perhaps. He didn't so if, 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 if anyone didn't see it, it's, it's some of these which is happening. And uh, it's it kind of links in with what I've been saying all along, this whole applying the letter of the law. I mean, is this what I've been saying yeah, all well, along, no, no, to be fair? Yeah, I, I, I have said in recent weeks, I feel... Like I'm the JB out of the three of us. It's okay. I have most of the original ideas. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, we're, it's the application of the letter of the law rather than actually having a bit of empathy for what is going on in the game and for what players are trying to do and for just the empathy for the game. So well, my uh, own... I think Manu Tuolangi's one was a perfect example of that because it, it was clearly no, there, was, there was clearly no foul play. But at one point, the guy's feet was were above his waist. Yeah. Well, I think. The way I look at it now is, it used to be a case of if the referee didn't 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 see it, you carried on, and that was it. Now the law, I believe, has been applied far more consistently than it ever has been. Now whether you agree with it or you don't agree with it, that's one thing. But the one thing I always ask is for consistency, which is why the utter outrage when Jared Payne got redded, because that to me was like the start of this new this new era of letter of the law. But now you know where you stand, you know what not to oh, do. But I hate but- I hate that. Just on the Manu thing, 
I actually don't think the letter of the, the law was applied. Go on. Because the law is you cannot lift a player from the ground and drop or drive that player into the ground whilst the player's feet are still off the ground. Okay. I don't think Manu lifted him. I think the force of the contact meant his feet came off the ground, but there was no lifting. Well, so he... I actually think that that was a fair tackle and it shouldn't have been a penalty. Completely agree. That, that, said, that said, I don't have a huge issue with the penalty because it has no effect, impact, no effect on the material outcome of the game. So uh, I've got... No, but he did but, go. But it's, but it's part of the mission creep of the these it just getting diluted and diluted what you get a penalty for what you get a yellow card for what you get a red yes, card for yes yes okay. it's always it feels like it's always been been, been rolled back so the Noel incident yep. uh, Gloucester versus Exeter Friday night Thornley Ben Thornley 18 year old making his debut scores on debut great debut for him uh, he takes the ball into contact to Noel who stops him Thornley then looks to be working his way to ground yep. all he's looking like he's working his way to ground Noel has hold of his leg as he goes to ground, so he hits his shoulders first and then rolls onto the floor and places the ball back. Ref blows up, reviews it, yellow card dis- yellow card given. Now, Tim, I can see you shaking your head for that. I'm also shaking my head because, again, I think the law has been applied inconsistently. Mm-hmm. Going back to that, lift, the letter of the law is lifting the player. Jack Noel does not lift the player. Jack Noel has hold of the player. The player goes to ground. There is no lift in there. It should not, in my opinion, be a penalty. All the refs are actually looking at, was that beyond the horizontal? Because the body lands flat, but it just so happens that Thornley sort of voluntarily shoved his feet in the air. Well, yeah. he wants to get to ground. He wants to get to ground. He wants to get to ground, so his feet ended up going in the air. But just because your feet end up above your waist at some point doesn't mean the player has either lifted you or driven no. you down or that it was a dangerous tackle. It just really... Yeah, yeah. But again, command the roll out of it. I mean, I've actually yeah. done this to a player in training and I've got them and all they want to do is get to ground to form the ruck to recycle the ball. Yes. No, this again, this isn't... For me, it's, it's not to do with the empathy or anything like that. This is... An example of the opposite happening. So this is not letter of the law. This is inconsistent application of the law that I have a problem with on both of these. Uh, not so much to allow you, but this is 100% in- inconsistent. Inco- it's, 100%. In- it, it, no, it's incorrect application which is causing in- inconsistency. Mm. On both of, those, both of those for me. Both of those really upset me. I'm probably in the minority on the final one, but I also thought... Fergus McFadden was just trying to play rugby right. when he tackled. Oh well, <laughs> I, he was trying to play rugby. He was trying to play rugby. I've got no problem with that. I don't know what he was trying to do. He looked like he was doing an impression of Goldberg from WCW. <laughs> no, he did. No, oh, no, Tim, no. you're mental. Even I, uh, the guardian of letting the boys play, believe that this was. I, was it red card? Uh, no, he, only a penalty was given. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm totally game on for that. Can, can you talk me through your logic to get to that point? Absolutely. Regardless of what you think of the decision, I found it really upsetting to be a rugby fan looking at the way that other rugby fans, and I know it's Twitter, the way that other rugby fans were talking about it because you would think this guy had just snuck into their house and and had it off with your daughter under their roof or something. <laughs> the way people were talking. It was like, yeah. come, a come, reasonable analogy. come on. It's, blood, it's just a game of rugby for a start. But So my thinking is, so if you haven't seen the incident, you should. It's a humongous hit. It, it, is, it, it is a huge it would, hit. It would make I, a no. Christmas DVD biggest hits of the year compilation without a doubt. It would probably, yeah. probably be number one. Fergus McFadden is the last man in defence. Yeah. Edinburgh winger, I forget the guy's name, Howley. Hoyland. 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 That's it. Hoyland. 
England uh, runs at him. First thing, people saying, oh, he didn't use any arms. He made a massive hit. His arms were were reaching out in front of him. But when you make collisions that huge, mm-hmm. it's really hard to physically actually grab hold of a piece of a skin-tight shirt on someone's back. It was So did he wrap the arms? He he reached and wrapped, but he didn't grab hold of shirt. I don't think he did grab... The second thing is people said it was high. It was like collarbone height. But he was crouching right down. His back was flat, low down, like an aeroplane uh-huh. landing, like you're supposed to do. Okay. And, like, Hoyland was crouched down so low that McFadden's contact was at collarbone level. If he'd have made contact with his head, Hoyland wouldn't have bounced straight back up and carried on running. Right, well, just just one point. Tim, I think that's the weakest part of your argument, because based on that logic, if he hit him in the head, he would have, wouldn't have bounced up, then Manu Tuolagi never punched Chris Ashton in the head. You can, rec- you can rescind <laughs> yeah, his red card. Yeah, 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 yeah. His five-week ban yeah, was wrong. Your, yeah. I think that is <laughs> nonsense. No punch. Uh, Ashton, Ashton exactly. was... Still, yeah, <laughs> so fair enough. Just fair on enough. that. The bits about rugby I really dislike is when they go, right, run that in slow motion, and then people go, ooh. Which is exactly what happened. Well, I've seen it. I've, first time I saw it was uh, going down to Dungeon. Uh, Phil showed it to me, and then, oh, red card. Yeah, 100%. Oh, God. Now, he shouldn't be on the field, whether it be a card or because his coach brings him off because he's knocked himself out. No, he can either come off the field for red card for missing the tackle as the last man. Because as, as a fullback, look at Lee Halfpenny, wrap around the legs, get him down. Or third, medically, because he's now concussed. So that man, <laughs> no matter which way you look at it, he's got three well, avenues that, off that, the field, and somehow that. he managed to stay on. My take on it is not a wrapped arm, it's actually a swinging yeah. arm is, is my interpretation oh my word and and the contact so the letter of the law McFadden's shoulder makes contact with Hoyland's chin it's not his chin that is a red card uh, do you know what do you know what I, I get I get this and I have you heard of the phrase crossing the Rubicon uh, yes it's a river and once these two forces were kind of uh, crossing what countries once you crossed it it was an act of war and you can't uncross it I say you can't go back no, and, we can't uh, go back from pain pain was a Rubicon it's now acceptable to appeal to assistant referees I was watching London Irish players Jeb Sinclair who I think is a great bloke we've had him on the podcast him and other flankers all the time Harry Mallander whenever there's yeah, a, whenever a scrum goes down what does the fla- what does the blindside flanker do stands up puts his arms out and starts talking to the assistant referee that's now acceptable yeah Malinder yeah uh, Harry Malinder was, was petulant so I think we can all agree Fergus McFadden is responsible for all of this so <laughs> uh, yeah so all I was so there was a story this week about did you see the story about the woman trying to call her child cyanide <laughs> a, woman, no. a woman from Powys no. in South Wales Obviously I, I actually could have guessed that A <laughs> uh, w- woman from South Wales um, She probably has some issues Clearly She wanted to call her child cyanide A judge ruled That she can't do that I've heard, th- I've heard of this happening before Okay uh, Yeah for offensive names Yeah this was a landmark case because it was the first time a non-offensive in inverted commas name someone legislated that you can't call your child that and you can't go back from that and that will creep and judges will come and rule and say oh no that name's actually I think that name's not acceptable and all I'm saying is rugby has 150 odd years or however long it is of people playing the game giving blood sweat and tears to rugby and and handing the game to us Mm -hmm. and how do we want to pass it on and the fact that we've sat here and we're fans and we've used the phrase letter of the law Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, I've heard you guys use the phrase letter of the law loads of times in that conversation. You know, it just, just well, bugs me about how we're handing rugby on. My problem with all of this is all three of those are examples where the letter of the law has not been applied, which has created inconsistency. I think what will happen is 10 years' time, everyone will go, do you remember that podcast where Tim lost it? <laughs> Tim but actually lost it. Now, just one thing I want to go back to, something you mentioned on Twitter, was going, fo- going like football. And I completely see the appealing to referees and mm. re- appealing to touch judges. That has to stop. But in my mind, that only occurs when you get inconsistent application of the law. If you know that the referee is going to make the correct decision and you're going to be spotted. So your analogy in football, where do you get the football application of the law? Do you, letter rem- of the law? Do you remember, like you watch old 1970s vi- video film of football. Do you remember when defenders could tackle? No, no, I don't. Well, they, they I could. Yeah. So defenders used to be able to tackle. Now, if you now if you tackle a player, like actually like go in with a tackle, you get a yellow card or a red card. Play, defenders don't tackle anymore. They mm. used to give crunching hits, and that was part of the game. I mean, we touched on it last week as well. There is this element, isn't there? Of you know, I, depending on how you want your team to behave. Like, if you want a team that just mans up, get gets up, um, bunch of leaders. Every time you get you know punched, you you know you ignore it, you carry on the game. You let the the, uh, the ref's ref and you play that that's something which you instill as an overall team there is a point though where you say the stakes here are too high and we need to win this scrum or milk the penalties from these scrums because now it's a multi-million pound sport and it is it is a shame it is a shame and but, to- but if you know the correct decision is going to be made every single time then that won't happen no I fundamentally dislike is it the petulance dislike the line of of where Phil's point goes which is actually if we just have consistent uh, accurate officiating then we will have no appealing and stuff that's like no if a referee gets it wrong you shut up you get back 10 metres and you do do what rugby players have done for 150 years if you start saying well the officiating was wrong you're you're accepting that players have got a reason to appeal no 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 no, no. it's two different mindsets it's two very different mindsets and if I was a referee I would crack down immediately Harry Marlander appeals to the touch judge penalty against him or yeah, free kick against him Im- immediately that. so I would 100% stop that but I also want the correct decision to, to come to every time I think the problem you have Tim is the petulance and yeah. I'm 100% with you there yeah we, we, are, petulance, we, are, we are all completely agreed on that but maybe to bring this round I'll just, there's, there's just one about 30 seconds of Nigel Owens here um, doing an interview for uh, has he been very Nigel Owens world rugby I, well, I hope so have a listen the law book is there to design that 
two teams in, in a very physical contact sport um, with massive hits going in sometimes are able to play that game in the most safe environment that, that we can possibly give them and then you need to have the feel for the game as well which is which is just as important as the law book because if you don't have a feel for the game you're not going to get a game of rugby the, the easy job of refereeing is is learning the laws of the game and going out there and blowing the whistle what you're saying there is he's good because he so, understands the game what's Eddie Jones said <laughs> well effectively what he said is of the Grand Slam winning team they've gone back to their clubs and they've got a little bit complacent and apparently straight after the Grand Slam he said you're not all coming on the plane you've got to go, go back and play well and this week he's reinforced that point of view so I thought it'd be very good fun to unpick who is playing well who isn't playing well and who you would leave at home Firstly, I love the fact he's, uh, that, that this is on the table. I love it. It's, I, it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Finally, a real manager in charge of England, uh, well, director of England, whatever he is. I, 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 just, I just love how he operates. Yeah. I can see why it might upset people, but I just think no, he's this, this goes back to something he said very early on when he picked his very first England squad, and he, um, someone, uh, someone from the press asked him, do you feel any pressure on the players you've not selected, like Danny Cipriani? And he just bluntly said, pressure on me? Like, Why would there be pressure on me? The pressure is on the players. If they've not been selected, they've not done enough to be selected. Yep. It's up to them to change it. And that, that's a really good way of handling it. And yeah. it's interesting that you said a very similar thing now, that the pressure remains on the players. Uh, they won't be resting on their laurels. I wonder if he's actually... I wonder if he's back at base thinking, everyone's playing great, but let's just tell them that yeah. they're not. Like yeah. Fabio Capello apparently used to... Um, give a very stern telling off to his Juventus teams when they won 3-0 and when he would say nothing is, um, is after they lost Alex Ferguson would do exactly the same thing he'd pick up on, on minutiae but he'd be very very uh, conciliatory um, when they you know lost 5-0 or something yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's a very it's a very interest, interesting way forward I'm almost coming at it from a different point of view where I'm, I'm, I'm looking and going who's playing so well that they're going to get themselves on the plane okay. and then how do they yeah. ma- how do they match up yeah okay okay well let's have a look at lads who aren't playing particularly well oh, no let's take him at his word and just to say that there are lads that aren't playing well and you know let's try and George Ford oust them George Ford George Ford's a very good example yeah. Uh, they lost today 29-17 That's unacceptable isn't it I mean I know Sale are brilliant at home I know this But yeah, this well, is Bath uh, no, well, yeah, You say this is Bath No Premiership team Has gone to the AJ Bell Stadium And won Yeah yes. but at least Be competitive I mean, it doesn't even well, well, they, they, well, were. they were until the last five ten minutes Yeah it was, mm. it was ten minutes to go And Sale scored two, two tries so, so they were competitive But So George Ford out Who comes in uh, good question because Sip has had in the last a very poor run of form yeah. during the Six Nations, but he's actually playing quite well at the moment. He is playing nicely, and yeah. Freddie Burns is playing very nicely. Yeah. Freddie Burns is the guy that I think I'd, I'd promote up. I'd be I'd be tempted to go as well, but you do think that it's it almost feels like it's Sipper's turn. It does feel like it's Sipper's turn. Or how about this? How about George Ford is disposable purely because they can move Owen Farrell in one. Because, of course, your man, Ben Tail will be getting on the plane. I was going to say, well, well, Ben Tail and Henry Slade. Slade? Is a 10 option. Tuolagi. Yeah, we've not seen him play 10 yet. Tuolagi's now a centre option. A centre which so allows Owen Farrell so to move across. So you could go, uh, Farrell, Slade, you can, you can step in. Your, your options well, are okay. 10. There's a lot of chat about Ben Tail. Why is there no chat about Harry Malander? I think this kid is wonderful. Yeah. Every time he touches the ball, things happen. It's interesting because you were you were reluctantly getting behind Maro Itoje for so long, and you're jumping straight on Harry Malinder. Well, I've, 
the reluctancy from the Itoji thing was all the press were making him out to be exactly as so you, good as he was. So you just wanted to be contrary? No, well, because <laughs> I hadn't seen this. I've only seen him play well when he finally got promotion to England. I thought, like, okay, this guy is an You exciting. hadn't been watching rugby yeah. then this season. This season, no, 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 he was, well, he was sorry, awesome season, for Saracens. Um, so. Uh, Harry Mullender is completely different because I've watched Harry Mullender. I do think Mullender is too. It's too early for him. Um, and, and, he's and he, a p- incredible talent. He's still only nineteen. Yeah. He can play a multitude of oh. positions across the back line. So he's going to be some player. But it's too early. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, Mike Brown. That's my next one. Well, he was outplayed, wasn't he, by Good? He was. Well, I he mean, was. I've... in in a team that was outplayed by yeah, yeah, Saracens. That, that, is, that is definitely a relevant context. But. I would also be tempted to uh, have Good starting ahead of, of Mike Brown mm. based on current form and also based on the fact that I would have Tuilagi come into inside yes, centre. same. So you've not got two playmakers, so you, I like to have that option of a second playmaker. Therefore, Good might make the starting 15. Well, I, you know, there's a saying in the investment world, which is be, being early or being late is the same as being wrong. So I will accept <laughs> that I was wrong on Good v Brown for the World Cup. I wanted Good to start. Yeah. However, since then, I think the and you're wrong on Maru Itoji. Andy, Go- Andy Good, Alex Good is <laughs> the best rugby player in all of England. I have no doubt about this. Best now, English rugby player in all of England. Uh, maybe yes. the best. Maybe the most skillful player in all in all the Premiership. He's not as good as Piatau as a fullback. I, yeah. I would rather have Piatau as yeah, okay. starting. Piatau might might be able to. I mean, and both Piatau's combined. Form, on form, he's England's best option. Uh, d- uh, yes. This weekend, he was magnificent. He was. I mean, did he you was. see that pickup in five yards of space? Yeah. To get to get around Chisholm, and I thought th- th- every time he touches the ball, something incredible happens. His the kicking's good. His running, he's not even that fast. He's not even that fast or that steppy, but he just managed to get <laughs> through uh, his distribution, the little skip pass. I absolutely love him. And I think it'd be a real statement of intent to, intent to, to, to go with Good. Anyone else? Um, Hask, I, I think Hask is under threat. I yeah. think Hask who, is definitely who from? under threat. Who from? Because I, I know who, someone who has been mentioned by Eddie Jones. It's hard to say who the replacement would be, but I just think all the, um, all the pressure and not starting ahead of Thomas Young. I would seriously consider he's not English, but he's English qualified. Mm-hmm. Tamina Harrison of yes. Northampton as, he's as been an open outstanding. side oh. he's a very good he's played eight a bit because of injuries for, for uh, Northampton he's been playing out of his skin but, for them yeah Yeah, as an open side he's a genuine threat with the ball he can st- steal the ball he can play that fetch role he's got decent hands his work rate is incredible let's take you know we're having Nathan Hughes from Fiji let's take Tamana Harrison <laughs> from New Zealand why not yeah. why not well I mean you've also got um, he has got an English parent actually for the record yes yeah. he has you've also got um, McCaffrey at Leicester you've got O'Connor at Leicester I think mm. those I, mean, I, 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 I don't think they're playing so well you'd go no, there they're no. on the plane they're, they're they're form is not like Tamana Harrison's form is just yes outstanding yeah. uh, and, and the other one you mentioned him earlier uh, as a possible weakness Dan Cole yeah completely agree for Kieran Brooks he is like the Patrick Cliver of rugby players for Kieran Brooks I would agree with you completely Phil Kieran but, Brooks isn't the answer but, but JB you're, you're still you're still maintaining Kieran Brooks is not the Kieran answer Kieran Brooks is not the answer so who, is? who is the answer I don't think that, I don't think there, there is one because Kieran Brooks was winning penalties against Marcus Ayertz at the weekend exactly albeit Marcus Ayertz was scrummaging with Thacker inside mm. him which does <laughs> Like it or not, it does reduce the weight of their front row by 20 kilograms. I don't like the phrase inside him. To his left. To his right. To his right, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that put anyone off their game. <laughs> I don't think Kieran Brooks is the answer, but you'd never know unless you start him and start him and give him a shot. So who, else, who else would you have? Um, Henry Thomas? 
Um, Dave, no. Davey Wilson. No. Who's the one that was? Paul Hill. No. Uh, Cooper Woolley. Cooper Woolley, no. I'll tell you who did scrimmage well uh, in the Saracens Quinns game. The starting tight head for Quinns, Will Collier. Yes, he did actually. In fact, was it? yes, they really did. He, he played they he started, Saracens. Yeah, he played really. It's the, the only time this season that I've seen him play well. Yeah, but yeah. he did play well. Yeah, okay. but that, I think it's a bit premature. Is rubbish. Yeah, yeah, but it looks incredible. Any 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 other contenders? Because I agree. I think I think. Um, well, I th- well, I'm hoping Kieran Brooks will be the number one primary option. But I like there's, there's two on the wings, perhaps. Yes. Uh, two who yes. scored eight tries between them this weekend. So Christian Wade's obviously one, and, and Ashton. Ashton yeah I love Ashton love Christian Wade bring him back immediately now it's interesting I did a poll on Twitter for who should if you had to pick one of those two for England who would you pick and it was 70% Christian Wade 30% Chris Ashton but there was a surprising number of responses saying Christian Wade has to go to Rio oh yeah that makes sense yeah. I can see that yeah uh, well the other the last one as well would be oh just uh, before that on, on the Christian Wade subject Tom Gorman said after Christian Wade six tries for Wasps um, he said, "So lucky Christian Wade doesn't play for Exeter." <laughs> Hashtag cocktap. <laughs> that would have been a tough, tough day at the office. Thank you, Mr. Oh Gorman. my god! <laughs> I think the Exeter cocktap is there to instill the you know the team ethos at Exeter to spread the tries around. Yeah, no white line fever. Exactly. No, no, no. Tom, Thomas Waldrum really, really enjoys uh, <laughs> scoring, scoring those one yard tries at the back of malls and not passing the ball to anyone else, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> And the last one might be Anthony Watson. I don't think he's playing particularly well because he plays for Bath, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, but I think his his place is relatively safe. Are guys like Thacker knocking on the door of maybe the third hooker? Probably maybe not. for the Saxons. But Dylan Hartley's not played. Yeah, concussion. But he's not going to get dropped. Oh, oh. That, that reminds me, gentlemen. Go on. Perfect segue uh, for this. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. Oh, what have you got there? I have, an, ad- there, I have a, an addition to the rugby dungeon. Oh, I'm yes, holding please. up. An England jersey. Okay. Ooh. Standard England jersey. Says Tim, JB and Phil, best wishes, and that is the signature of Dylan Hartley. Oh, very nice. Very nice. nice. Oh, yes, because you got to meet him. We can hang this jersey, signed by the current England captain, next to to our England jersey. Should we burn that one? Signed by the last England captain. No, maybe we can keep it going, see how many... Consecutive England captains. See if we can get every consecutive England captain to sign sign an England shirt. I'm sure we could give that one away as a prize. Do you remember the day you wore that? Uh, England rugby jersey. I, I might try it on again. Actually. It was uh, it was a snug fit back then. You've, you're looking in good shape at the moment, Jason. Thanks. So. Uh, well, we've got a Canterbury contest coming up, so oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. They, they, they won't tell me what exercises that, that, that they're doing, so I, I can't practice them. Oh yeah, we're going to get trained by Jeff Parling and Dylan Hartley and uh, Jeff Parling, uh, Robbie Henshaw, and Robbie and Henshaw, Kevin oh, Simfield. Kevin Simfield yes. I can definitely out definitely outlift. Uh, Parling definitely <laughs> yeah Parling's one I want to I don't think I can outlift Henshaw or Sinfield but I can think I can uh, beat Parling do you think definitely can... pound for pound uh, Dills is, Dills will be strong won't he he's going to be like a bull I can just tell <laughs> yeah well that's his shirt signed by him so anyway that, uh, awesome right boys no before we go to before we go on to next week's games before we go on to anything else you mentioned Dan Cole it hasn't been playing well okay. however you look at the trailer for the new rugby challenge three game which is coming out this week and looks pretty poor I have to say um, <laughs> so you've not got a freebie a free copy that you uh, can have plugged him no I would be I would be honest anyway but um, <laughs> honest Tim Dan Cole is in the trailer 
doing an up and under. They've picked, of all the <laughs> gameplay clips they've picked, they've got a clip of Dan Cole running and doing and no, that, kicking an up and under. That should not be an option for the Dan Cole character. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whenever he gets a ball, he has one option. Yeah. Make, make three yards fall over or give away a penalty. Well, yeah, so, yeah, two options. So it's typically four buttons, right? Three yards fall over, give away a penalty. So, <laughs> yeah, here's how they should do it, right? It's typically four buttons yeah, to do yeah. things, right? Pass, kick, skill, whatever, right? So if you get a Dan Cole, only one button works. <laughs> Everything else results in a knock-on. And it's up to you to work out, is that player skillful enough? But it changes every time which button. Yeah, I guess. Ran- Random button. Brilliant. So it's a one in four chance that he's going to knock on or give a penalty You see, away. this is the reason I think that the USA need to become a rugby force, because that only then will we get a good rugby union video game. Uh, because we're still left with Jonah Lomu Rugby back on the old original PlayStation or Sega Saturn. That was the only good rugby game there's ever been and I thought at this point we should just spend about 30 seconds listening to some of Bill McLaren and Bill Beaumont's amazing <laughs> commentary like that anymore. He won't like that he's one of a kind with the tackle straight home and getting it <laughs> that's, that's the, the, per- play in the middle. it's the personality he brings isn't he mm. I wouldn't like to be at the bottom of that what a silly play wait for it I know what you're waiting for. Wait for it. I know what you're waiting it's for. It's important to get quick possession here. They need to get more men behind the ball. Wait, here we go. Digs like a demented mole there. <laughs> <laughs> There's the other one, oh, isn't there? Oh, Sherman Tanks. Oh, pack of Sherman oh, Tanks. Yeah. The demented mole. And the maternity ward. Oh, yes. <laughs> He'll wake up in Ward 6. I hope not, I hope not Bill. That's, That's a maternity, maternity ward. ward. That's banter. <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, good. Uh, just on that, Pro Rugby USA starts tonight, is it? Does it? How do I watch Pro, Pro Rugby USA? Uh, there's I some link to AOL yeah, or something. You can stream online, I think. Yeah. Oh, there's some there's some guys in the Premiership that are going over. Yeah, Dominic Waldock's going over. Yeah. Uh, Mills Mulliania. Mulliania. <laughs> yeah, well said. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Rather you than me. Uh, Mirko Bergamasco. Uh, that's about it. Well, it's got to start somewhere, right? Yeah, I wish them all the best. I hope they do get good because we need. Uh, oh, Nguyenia's going over there as well. That we, makes a lot of sense. We need another cutting edge rugby game. Oh, Tim, stop it! Cutting edge <laughs> is what we need. We need a cutting edge. Why don't we? What we should do is every week we should do um, sharpest try of the week, sponsored by sponsored oh, by Cornerstone. That's, that's a good really idea. Really good. Thanks, thanks, we'll guys. We'll get to uh, number three of. Christian Wade this week. Yeah, number three. The sharpest rugby through in the black. Yeah, because a couple of his tries were just like, well, we could have scored it. Yeah. But, well, most of them actually, no, that's not the case. He could have <laughs> scored it. Uh, the, uh, the intercept from 70 yards, I yeah. reckon I could have scored that. The, grub, <laughs> the, the grubber and collect, that was our sharpest try of the week. Brought to you by Cornerstone, award winning mail order razors that beat. Wilkinson Sword and Gillette at the GQ Awards for Best Razor and justifiably so because it is fantastic good German precision engineering just like if you were going to buy a new car you'd go for a German car you go for a German blade they do it well and you not will- me Tim I vote UKIP I'll be driving a Jag no, that, that, that is a joke I don't vote UKIP for the, for the record and you don't drive a Jag yeah uh, no, I don't. It's a really good blade. You get with it with your first order, you get a free engraved with your initials shaft 
<laughs> precision <laughs> shaft the feeling of having that shaft in your hand for the first time it's like an extension of your hand it's so it finely balanced yeah exactly and you can get that with your first order and the beautiful thing is I think Cornerstone actually allow you to get that with an order of some of just £4 however you get a £10 discount with us so effectively you can try Cornerstone for pretty much or actually nothing see if you like it Tons of people do like it. We think you will. We wouldn't recommend it to you otherwise. And the re- yeah, the reason we carry on with this sponsor is because everyone does it all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing, and everyone loves it. If you've listened to yeah. the podcast for a while, we've had we've had we've had partners come and we've had partners go. Cornerstone, we believe in, and that's why and that's the cornerstone of this podcast. No. And here's really a here's a testimony. JB, feel my peach. Ooh, that's nice. JB, rub my kiwis. There you go. They're so soft now. So smooth. So, uh, forward slash egg chasers or egg10 at checkouts. Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers. What was that, Philip? Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers. Well done, Philip. Nice one. Oh, we've got European semi finals this weekend. Oh, my God. Bring it. It's just relentless, isn't it? There's the, there's, there's Ro- Kenya won their first se- World, World yeah. 7 series as well. Amazing. Hammered Fiji in the fight. 30 points to 7. How about Fiji? Fiji were just like, they were st- they're still ha- recovering from Hong Kong. <laughs> well, the shenanigans. well, just they won Hong Kong, so the oh, shenanigans after that. I don't really follow the Seventh Circuit, to be fair, but maybe, maybe I should. Yes. So, just, just before we do mention it, did either of you see the Cheetahs Sun Wolves game? Oh no! Oh yeah, the basketball. The basketball. This week's basketball results were uh, Cheetahs ninety-two, <laughs> Sun Wolves seventeen. It sounds nice and competitive. A load of the Japanese players have gone elsewhere in the world. Like one's gone to Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, Guramaro's gone to the Reds. Uh, there's a couple of Chiefs. Uh, oh, yeah, Michael Le- Leach Le- and Le- the, the scrum half. Um, it is, it, I hope it doesn't of, fold. I mean, it does feel like this is very foldy. A, a load uh, of them, moment. they didn't have enough funding to go to the Sunwolves, so they play for like, for the Panasonic yeah. and the, the whatever. Well, that's, Kobe. that was it. Yeah, exactly. That's what Yeah. So... It's it's not great. We, we I need, hope they don't fold. I hope they strengthen for next season. Yeah, yeah, and I hope they keep that creepy, creepy mascot crack fox. that they have. The crack fox. Yeah, um, well, a friend of ours did send uh, a picture because it's the start of Game of Thrones this week. Instead of the Sun Wolves, the Dire Wolves. <laughs> they always have the caption: "Is there any room in the Pro 12? <laughs> <laughs> when does Game of Thrones start? Next Monday. This Monday. I thought no, it was tomorrow. next Monday. I thought it was next Monday. Oh, next Monday, twenty fifth. Yeah. So yeah, the poor old direwolves. Oh, well, I, I mentioned before Jags. The wheels. No, all... sorry, don't call them Jags. It's become like no, you know, you know yeah, what, what, the, what is that? It's <laughs> like it's like it's like uh, people say Dan Carter's racing ninety two. Now you have to say you can't say Jaguars. You have to be Jaguares. Yeah. Well, they're the Jags. So let's stop this nonsense. Exactly. Um, anyway. Oh, we've got, we got it here. Um, Steve Visser tweeted us to say people aren't even trying to avoid calling them Dan Carter's Racing 92. This is, a, this is a BT Sport advert for their game at the weekend. As they face Dan Carter and his Racing 92. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yes. <laughs> and his club, which he owns. Um, he probably does have equity in it. I mean, how else would he get in there? Uh, the, the, Jags, the wheels are year. well and truly off. Yeah. Uh, they need some easy fixtures at home. Yeah, they need I, to play the Kings and Sun Yeah, they need to play those boys. I was thinking well, after the first game, they're going to win the whole thing. They're going to win the whole thing. It's, <laughs> there's no. How can anyone compete with this scrummaging power and this flair and these playboys? And, the and, and after the World Cup, we were saying, "Oh, four years time when they've had four years playing together in the Super Rugby, this could be a World Cup winners. Yeah. Be like a club team playing international rugby. It's just it's <laughs> that's what they need to do. They need to actually go. What's the point of they're this? They're a club team. To try and build. Play 
playing international Arge- rugby team. It's trying to build Argentina's international team. So let's play like Argentina's international team play. Exactly. And build for four years. So how many teams are in the Super Rugby now? 18. Right. The scrummage of the Jaguars is 16th. <laughs> However they measure it, it's 16th. 16th best. 16th best. In terms of percent one, probably. Who knows what it is, but it's not of good enough. Ball. Yeah, that is definitely not good enough for an Argentinian team. Yeah, they need to... Uh... Stop being playboys. Yeah, exactly. 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 Right, so. right. After much deliberating, let's get on to the fixtures for go, this week. Go, go for it. Yes. Friday night, European Rugby Challenge Cup semi-final. Harlequins host FC Grenoble. Grenoble. Harlequins, Harlequins. Conor O'Shea was saying quite openly that that's we have to win that. Yeah, uh, Conor O'Shea's not going to want to leave on, uh, you know, with nothing. I don't think he's going to get in the top four. Well, so well, I, think I don't think they're going to get in the top six. So yeah, yeah. So th- this, this is it. This is his, this is his parting shot. Yes, uh, Harlequins. For me, I think they'll put everything into it. and I think they'll win. Then, Agreed. I, I agree. I agree. Agreed. On Saturday. Uh, in the Aviva Premiership, Bath hosts Sale Sharks, the repeat fixture, because this was rearranged from uh, the... Oh, the shootings, is it? Yes, it was right, the okay. Paris rearranged game. If Sale were to get a five-point winner as they did at home, which I don't expect them to get, maybe a four-point, maybe they get four points, but if they did, they will be on 57 points, just two behind Leicester. Wow. wow. With two games to play. I really hope they do it, you know. I, I, top I, four un, for top four. Come on, sale! It's un, it. improbable, but but Leicester, their remaining two games will be directly after a European Cup semi-final against Dan Carter's Racing ninety two. Yeah, mm. I think Sale will do this. I mean, I think like, Bath have got nothing to play for psychologically as well. Sale, sale are got poor away from home, but they've got the upper hand. They know yeah. they can beat these guys. Yeah, and there's one thing being poor away from home to start a season. There's nothing thing being poor away from home when. Um, you're in touching distance of the top four out of nowhere. Yes. So, but, but maybe, maybe Hoops will have been moved upstairs at Bath <laughs> and will be a little puppeteer behind the scenes just cajoling the morale of the squad and... Pulling and, uh, the strings. Bit, pulling the strings and may, well, maybe so he'll make a difference. That, 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 that'll make it, make it my, uh, with With Hoops' retirement announced this week, it does make my... my Outlandish theory that he could be back ne- next, next DOR. <laughs> um, okay, next game. The I, I, th- I think Sale will, will edge I, it. Me too, me too. European Rugby Challenge Cup semi final, the other one, is Montpellier hosting Dragons. Montpellier, who are top four in the top 14, and Dragons, who are bottom three in the Pro 12. Lovely story. Dragons, Dragons had their cup final. It. They had their yeah. cup final. They had their great win at Gloucester, but that's as far as it will They're go. done. Montpellier yeah. and by quite a lot yeah Their, Montpellier's pack is humongous mostly South African uh, <laughs> yeah. but they're very good um, we've also on on, uh, on Saturday in the Super Rugby we've got the game we want Sunwolves host Los Jaguars Jaguares Jaguares Dire Wolves against Jaguares come on Jags you've got to do something who, who would win between a Dire Wolf and a Jaguar Jaguar I'd say I know oh, Dire, Dire, Dire Wolves, Wolves have, ta- have done some serious damage yeah, in Game Dire of Thrones. Wolves are big, but I just think there's powerful cats and they can hide in trees and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, Montpel- so, Yes, sorry, Sun Wolves, Los Jaguares. I'm yeah. going to go for the Jaguars, for the Jags. You Jags, please. I'll go yeah. for. I'll go for. Don't let me go through all of all Los of Jags. The, no, no, rugby, surely. No, 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 not all of it. Now the then, big, the biggies. Then the biggies. So on Saturday, 3pm, Saracens host Wasps. 
I simply don't know. Wasps wow. With Christian Wade fresh off scoring six, six tries. Oh, my word. Uh, well, these guys aren't going to see each other again, are they, till the, pre- the, pre- the Premiership final? Uh, yes, probably. <laughs> probably. So that's probably one of the, um, One-off game, you just don't know, do you? Uh, Saracens at home. Where are the key matchups in this? Good question, Tim. Uh, front, front row, I think Saracens have got it. Yeah. Second row, I think Saracens have got it. I don't think they have it yeah. in the front row. I think that, that Wasps uh, scrimmaging unit are very, very strong. Nathan actually. v Billy, how explosive and huge yeah. is that battle? I mean, it's. I don't. I think the packs are evenly matched. I think where you've got your your real competition is the Saracens' defence against the Wasps' attack. attack. Uh, that that's a real one. If Saracens in like M- in, in MMA terms, that's like a a grappler against. Um, a, it's like a wrestler, a smothering wrestler, smothering against wrestler, some sort of. Etzen Barboza striker. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's savage. It's. I mean, I, I mean, the problem with this is, of course, that. You know, Saracens could really hammer them if they if they do what Saracens do and manage to stop that attack at source. And no doubt they've crunched the data and they'll know exactly what they need to do. That's why it's so exciting. But can they do it? Even yeah. if they know what to do, can they do it? Because that, that back line with the Piatau brothers, with Wade and Halai and with Elliot Daly and with uh, Robson or Simpson. Robson, by the way, who had an incredible game against yeah. Worcester. Um, Maybe he's one of the scrum halves that could be knocking on the door. Yeah, absolutely. Could be. Well, for England. Could be. Like, Saracens well. will issue some sheets to their players and it'll read, it'll read like, just tackle Christian Wade. Not that easy. No, but it, again, <laughs> your your sort of the way you describe the Borg hive mind of, of Saracens, well, the Borg as we've always referred to Saracens, and we actually mean that in a really good way. They're just so organized, efficient and organised and ruthless. But the way you described it is, you know, they adjust and then they execute. However, the the X factor that Wasps have is so hard to adjust, or, you, or you'll adjust one way and they'll do something different. It, not yes. even too long could um, could handle them at home. Uh, where's it been played? Uh, it's, it's at the Medeski. The Medeski, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so it's a neutral ground. I'm going to go Saracens um, for no other reason than league tables don't really lie. They're only one place above, above Wasps. I just think they're more organised... Whereas Wasps rely on too many individual individual talents, and I think maybe the team collective can somehow subdue. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I think they will. Do you know what the, the home advantage is, is? Is negated because yep, it's, yep. because it's not because they're both English. The home advantage is maybe, if anything, edged towards Wasps because it is a football stadium grass pitch. Mm-hmm. Ah, interesting. 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 Yeah. I'm going to go Saris. I'm going to go Wasps. Ooh, I, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> and then sun- Fli- flip sun- a coin. It's one of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. Sunday, uh, quarter past three. At it's the city ground. City ground in Nottingham. Nottingham. She's definitely got big home advantage. Yes, massive. Definitely. Well, there's massive been some very famous doorstep. wins in the city ground ground at Nottingham for, for Leicester Tigers. I mean, I, I remember Matthew uh, Scarlets having their heart broken there. Was that the drop goal? No, that no, was, no, 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 that was Cardiff. It was, it was Martin Williams Martin and Jordan Williams. Crane. Yeah, and, like Leicester had the ball, um, oh, and they yes. knocked it on. And and Scarlets are basically they're not Scarlets, they're Athletic, or celebrating like you know they've, they've won the entire cup, and then somehow they get they get a penalty, long range penalty. Tim Stimson steps oh, up. Oh yes, nails it, hits a crossbar, hits. I think it hits two bars, and then just trickles over, and that's it, done. <laughs> Martin Johnson does his magic again. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm going for Dean Carter's Rissing 92. Uh, I'm going for Rissing 2. Now, I think I will also go for Rissing because I think they might get the edge in the scrum. And mm. again, this is... I don't think Dan Cole and Thacker are scrummaging particularly well. Thacker's playing great in the loose but not scrummaging especially well. I think Rissing will get their kind of territory from the penalties from the scrum and will win by that yeah and it's really hard to tell because I watched Racing this weekend and their scrum got dominated by Toulouse but you don't really know because it's a completely different game and Toulouse are huge and, and yeah Toulouse are huge and Racing will have rested a few players yeah, definitely it. yeah well yeah definitely uh, Mike Phillips started there you go then there you go <sighs> oh my word we're Just, all done I, I, I'm so excited about this um and Dan Carter's all fit and healthy and well and performing, is he? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. good. More importantly, Mike Phillips is fit and well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dan Carter can do nothing without a good, 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 good points of all. Well, Dan, Dan Carter was struggling in the last game, wasn't he? Because Machinot took over the kicking duties. He did. You're right. He had a bit of a, a knee niggle. Mind you, when you pay him that much money, if I was paying him that much money, I'd make him play. I'd make <laughs> yeah, but if he's not playing very well, no, you don't want him. No, to... no, no. I've paid my money. You will, you will play. And then you blame him when they, uh, when they in lose. In fact, do you know what? If he wasn't playing, I'd make, I'd make him. I don't know. Make, you know, make the food, drive the bus, clean the kits. Yeah, I'd get my money's worth. Racing have rested a lot of players. Looking at this team, Vuli Vuli played. Vuli Vuli played. Vuli Vuli. It was absolutely useless. Castro Giovanni played. Virgil Lacombe played hooker instead of either Kamil Schatt or Zazevsky. So third choice hooker. I'm just really happy. They had their three in a row, and that was great and historic. But I'm really happy. It's just not to not not yeah. a possibility of being to lot. Someone new on the on the trophy. I think it's agreed. Be Saracens. I hope it's Saracens. I think that would be a wonderful end to Jack Berger's career. Here, 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 here. I want to change. I want, I, I'm going to say Sarri's to win because yes, I just want, for Jack. Because I want to be able to support Jack. Do it for Jack. Yeah. And, and Charlie Hodgson is retiring. So that the the casualty list of your top players this season. Oh, JB's favourite players of all time: Andy Goode gone, lost. Stuart Hooper gone, lost. Benjamin. Miles Benjamin lost. That was the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> Berger and Hodgson both yeah. gone at the end of the season. I've, I've, I've got I've, I've got a few in the JB Academy system coming through. <laughs> who's Alex, the next? The, who's the next? The one? Hammer, Alex, the Hammer at Newcastle. Alex Good. <laughs> Anyone else? Anyone else to watch? Avian Lewis Roberts. Oh, Malinda. Malinda. Avian Lewis Roberts. There's a few coming through the academy system. Hey, hey, next World Cup. Hear me now. Believe me later. <laughs> You've been saying that for the last two World Cups. <laughs> right, get in touch with us on Twitter at Rugby Podcast, um, where you can hear, you can see me gradually morph into JB on Twitter <laughs> through the weeks, uh, and where you can uh, catch catch us all. Give us your thoughts on those forwards as backs, or if you want to jump ahead a week or two, you can start doing some backs that would make good forwards as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, iTunes, leave us a review and subscribe. On we're on Acast as well, and um, yeah, give Cornerstone a try. I think is the, is the takeaway. Hmm. Cheers, Tim. Nice one, JB. Goodbye, Phil. Uh, Bye, JB. In a bit. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.